Maintaining a website, especially a blog, can be a learning activity for personal benefit. Having a personal site is a great playground for learning tons of skills. Brian Wisty has been keeping his own blog on a VPS for many years. This episode discusses the journey and some of the learnings and benefits of his blog. We even talk about using PyTest to check content and checking for broken links and such. This episode is sponsored by Rollbar. Rollbar is the leading platform that enables developers to proactively discover and resolve issues in their code, allowing them to work on continuous code improvements throughout the software development lifecycle. Rollbar has plans for all situations, from free to large enterprise. With Rollbar, developers deploy better software faster and can quickly recover from critical errors as they happen. Learn more at rollbar.com. Welcome to Test and Code. Brian, let's a uh, little background about who you are. Yeah, just a general background. Been working uh, web development, mostly server side type programming, APIs, things like that, since about um, ninety nine or so was the first when I first started getting a paycheck for it. Uh, and you know, it, the language. You know, at first it was usually Perl, but uh, Python was an early hobby language. Uh, like, I mean, like right around the same time as the first job, I was like, hey, this looks cool. And so even though I've only gotten paid for it in a couple of jobs, uh, it's been, you know, it's been a part of my toolkit. And so I'm often following folks in a Python context or, you know, listening to Python related podcasts, things like that. Um, and as far as, but more broadly, you know, I putter a lot constantly, you know, um, there's the, there's the passionate programmer type person. That's not me. I'm more the, um, crow in pursuit of another shiny trinket. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I think that's pretty common. Um, <clears throat> like there's all these cool things out there. What, what, what new thing could I learn and play with? Yeah. And I want to remind people that before other people that might be horrified with the uh, Pearl comment. Um, in the 90s, it was state-of-the-art. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I still got a soft spot for Pearl and, and for Raku, uh, formerly known as Pearl 6, and I've only seen it, uh, I, I've, I've heard it pronounced like five different ways, so uh, Raku, but anyways. They're lovely languages, but they give you enough flexibility to hurt yourself bad and to hurt the next person bad. Um, so yeah, you know, I understand why it's not as widespread, but if somebody offered me a pay, well, I'm very happy with my current job, but if suddenly that didn't happen and somebody offered me a paycheck to do Pearl, I would be giving it serious thought. It's got some flexibility and uh, expressiveness that, that I enjoy. Yeah. It, it stuck around the, the bit that stuck around with me was, um, um, and I did some Pearl websites. Uh, I was in, uh, in college in the nineties and doing some uh, and I even got paid for it a little bit. I did a, a calendar. <laughs> like not, in, not just in smokes and pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a, it was a, um, a kind of a, uh, job through the university. So I, I oh, well, yeah, well, I was a CS student and, and the business department offered me 10 hours a week to work on their, uh, some of their website, webpage stuff. 
And, uh, one of them was like this, the, the intent was a calendar application that you could, um, try to like a reserve a room or something. You could, you could put, have a calendar assigned to a room and a conference room or something like that. And somebody could uh-huh. log in and say, I want this from this time, uh, do this thing. Right. So, and on the back end, uh, they would, they would submit the, the information on the back end. It was a Perl thing that would generate HTML pages and just put the, and just write the HTML pages for, for the calendar. And mm-hmm. those were generated. Um, and, uh, it was not pretty and I don't think it was ever used, but I did get paid a little tiny bit for it. So, yeah, uh, I mean, that's, that's great. Like my very first, you know, I, I, my first W2 involved shop was in 99, but in 97, 98, I was the webmaster dude for, uh, <laughs> a small neighborhood ISP. And I think he paid me about 200 bucks cash a month. And I was the only one, uh, being paid with cash. The, the others were being paid in food and cigarettes and prob- <laughs> other things that probably should not be mentioned in a recorded platform, but <laughs> it's interesting that you've been stayed with it. My reaction when I was learning uh, web stuff was, um, interesting. I don't want to do it for a living and, uh, and left and went into the embedded world for most of my career. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but the. Uh, but still stuck around because I was always the impression of like, oh man, I can, I can, uh, if ever I wanted a website, I could just do it. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and then I popped in and found out that like, uh, PHP was a thing and, uh, learned Ooh. enough PHP to be dangerous and <laughs> then popped back a little bit later and, uh, you know, uh, learned a little WordPress and then came back later and, uh, and learned some Python stuff. Um, and, and now. For personal projects, I like static site generators um, because oh, a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, I forget the title we were going to call this. Like, oh yeah, it was the the, the premise uh, of was uh, running your own website for fun and absolutely no profit whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I love that um, because it's a it's a learning experience, right? So um, you do this, correct? You've got your own website. Yeah, yeah, uh, um, randomgeekery.org. Okay. Uh, yeah. let me pull it up just so that okay. I, I have it when I'm looking at it. So this is a fairly simple design. Um, but mm-hmm. not, nothing against that, but, uh, no, no, that's my personal aesthetic. There are some, oh, especially these days in the last few, few years since, uh, Jamstack has become a thing, people putting a lot of JavaScript based functionality in otherwise static websites, uh, they're doing some cool stuff. So Jamstack just to uh, to make sure that everybody's on page. What is that? It's JavaScript. Uh, what else? Oh, I don't, rem- I, I don't remember if there's an acronym for it, but oh. just, uh, broadly, it just means, uh, exciting static web pages. <laughs> uh, usually there's usually, you know, they, they're generated with static HTML, which is like, like most SSGs, they'll, what you'll do is you'll start with some, with some source files that are in, um, a, a readily acceptable format like Markdown or something like that, and processes them, turns them into regular web pages, organized somewhat uh, with templates and your own logic, and that's pretty straightforward. That's what you'll see if you go to my site is the results of that. And okay. Jamstack is basically the same thing, except there's so much that JavaScript can do 
these days and people are playing with that all the time. So you've got these, the HTML is static, but there's this whole react layer for uh, something like Gatsby or a view layer or so on and so forth and so on. Right. But on a lot of those things, you've, you've got those, those are still can be static assets and, and on the, on the server, there's nothing going on other than serving stuff. Right. But okay. a really common theme on the Jamstack side of things is that they're integrating with assorted cloud and service providers. So yeah. that, you know, so they're using serverless, uh, functionality, uh, which is, you know, how you, in the 21st century, how you say CGI, uh, <laughs> and it's just as simple, you know, like simple one per single purpose scripts that run on demand. So yeah. It really blurs the line on the static part of it. Yeah. Right. Like for instance, I'm like, okay, so my, my site that I just, I just converted this recently, uh, went from a WordPress site to a uh, Hugo based and mm-hmm. Hugo is go. Um, I think, mm-hmm. uh, yes. but I, I don't use go at all. All I do mm-hmm. is, uh, I just write markdown and let Hugo do its magic and it yeah. uh, generates the stuff. Yeah. Um, so is this, um, is this, is your site a, uh, a custom static generator or Hugo or what are you using with this? Today, uh, th- that you will find this to be a unifying theme in any conversation with me. It's like, what is it today? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, today I'm running, uh, a, a building the site with 11D, which is JavaScript based, but it's, uh, it's, it's a more, um, it's not the big, it's not the big jam stack thing. It's more actually it's using templates and markdown in a context that is, you know, more familiar, uh, yeah. to like, if you're, if you know, Hugo, then you'll know the basic, uh, idea of how to put things together in 11. Okay. Yeah. And one of the things I found interesting was, um, so what, uh, the temp, so Hugo has a templating language in it itself that I didn't think I had to care about. I thought, great, I can just write Markdown except mm-hmm. for things like I want to link to other posts. So yeah, how do I do that? Um, and things like that. So there's, uh, I'm, I'm assuming 11D has similar sorts of stuff. And it does have, are- it does have similar stuff, but it doesn't have the same, it, it makes even fewer assumptions about content in, in that way than, uh, Hugo does. So where Hugo has uh, custom short codes for, you know, embedding, uh, build time logic. So you can, uh, so like the, re- the, the shortcut you were mentioning was a ref or rel ref where you are pointing at a specific content file and, and, um, Hugo turns that into a link, uh, over in 11 you just put in the permalink. You just, you just make a link to the, to the permalink. But then, or you can, of course, make your own short code. Um, it's, it's one of the nicer things with 11 is it's all, it's, it's all JavaScript and it's, uh, non-framework JavaScript. So, you know, you can just get in there. I got into 11 because I wanted to learn more about Node.js and like kind of general utility type JavaScript programming. And, okay. you know, and 11 has been really helpful with for that because I didn't also have to learn react or also have to learn view. Yeah. I just was like, okay, how do I find a file to go to the node.js documentation and, and I'm good to go. Okay. Yeah. And on the server side, are you doing some of the server stuff also, or are you uh, hosting it somewhere? 
Uh, right now I'm host, I'm hosting on a VPS because I had a grand idea a couple of years ago that I would, you know, integrate some sort of microservice thing, which I have completely failed to write. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, it, it is effectively, you know, uh, a, a, it is completely static. There's, I, yeah, uh, because of partly because of the old school, partly because of accessibility, wanting to be able to get at my site from whatever, and also not wanting to ever have to care about updating it, you know, the, the WordPress problem. Um, yeah, yeah uh, I, the structure of my site is as simple as I can manage it. Okay. Well, so the, one of the uh, things around, uh, um, about having your own site and so that, that it's interesting that you, you're doing the VPS hosting because that seems like a, that's even a bar. I don't, I don't even want to take on, but it, it would be a learning activity to set, to set that up, to be a server. I am using Netlify so that I can just say, Hey, point it at my GitHub repo and say, go, you do it. Yeah. Um, um yeah, but I don't learn much with that. I just, uh, it's not really a learning thing. It's just, it works. Well, that's the opportunity. So Netlify, like even just very recently, they announced some, you know, additional functionality that I'd kind of like to look at, uh, you know, because they're, they're the, you know, free, the, the, you know, free static host for the, you know, low traffic, non-interactive sites, but they also offer this, these assorted serverless functionality. And, you know, I mean, it's shiny. I want, I want to play with it. <laughs> yeah. I just upgraded to uh, a slightly paid, so I'm not on a paid, full paid account or anything, but I pay, I think I pay $9 a month so that I can see statistics. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of the things that I like. And I think that's a fair thing of like, if you care about that, pay us a little money. Um, yeah. And, uh, and it's, I like that the, so the WordPress thing was like the whole Google analytics, but mm-hmm. I didn't like that because Google's tracking everything. Uh, yeah. whereas on, I, I do like the server side stats because I don't get any information about the people at all. I just get, yeah. uh, like which pages were loaded. I mean, yeah. there, there is a little bit about which countries are with it's coming from, but I don't mm-hmm. really care about that. I just want to know which posts are popular and not things like that. Yeah. So if, uh, I, yeah, the, the big, my biggest questions on, on analytics are like, you know, what pages are getting the most, you know, are, are getting the most visitors during this set of time and where are they coming from? Uh, yeah. And yeah, I, I also did the Google analytics thing for a few years and between, you know, the, uh, ending the honeymoon with Google and just realizing that the Google analytics offers way more than I'll ever need. Like I, not even 10%, like 2% of what they offer. I wanted. So yeah. I use, I use plausible. Uh, uh, for my analytics and that seems to be keeping me pretty happy on all fronts, including the, the disillusionment part. They don't, you know, they don't seem to be grabbing too much or any yeah. extra info. Okay. So, um, when you say, so, uh, when I look at your site, it's got posts back to 2019. Um, uh, uh that's a, that's the notes section that, uh, uh, that was an experiment, uh, it continuing, you know, I'm still doing it. The idea of notes are just the quick thoughts and this is the thing about running your own site you know it's part of why i was you know get so emphatic about it's a playground uh one of my ideas is if you have a blog there is a compulsion to not post unless it's good you know uh you know this this like happens with a lot of people that have you know they 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 want to 
you know, really think through a, a, a full on blog post. Um, and I was, that was becoming a very big issue for me. So I was just like, I need something where I can just say, oh, it's the 21st of September. I want to just post the video, the earth, wind and, uh, earth, wind and fire video link. And that's it. So like, uh, so I had made a note section that was dedicated nice. to purpose. So but, yeah, so there's the two sections. Your posts actually do go back to 2000. Nice. Yeah. And some of that, um, is, uh, retrofitting, uh, the site coolnamehere.com was the original face of the site, but then I got mad at my Yahoo email provider and canceled my email and somebody else ended up getting to renew coolnamehere.com. So, uh, what had been more, more of a directory. Uh, still static. And at that point built by a kind of a hand bespoke, uh, Python script that I threw together, uh, was replaced by randomgeekery.org, a, a full on blog. I just, you know, finally admitted it to myself. That's what it was. And <laughs> around 2014 or 2015, I would just started like rounding up, uh, you know, the old site content and posts from other social platforms and stuff just to get everything under one roof yeah. and yeah, it's retrofitted. It's like, yeah, it's a blog. And according to the internet archive, uh, you know, archive.org, this page started to exist in June of 2002. So we'll say that's when this post was made. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, I, I just think it's cool that you've been actually just, even, even if it hasn't been super active, it's mm -hmm. somewhat active throughout the years. Yeah. Uh, and that's nice to see and something. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a post on my site, uh, using, uh, SQLite utils to process basic, just do, uh, some really lightweight processing of the, uh, publishing history on my site based on the dates that I have given it. So, you know, there's a uh, room for error, uh, before 2012 and, yeah. um, it was, it's fun, you know, that plus data set in, you know, it's, it's, it's really, especially I've built up a long, you know, a long history. It's, it's not a huge one guy who posts when he feels like it. It's not going to be a huge data set or anything, but it, uh, it does give me some insight to, you know, I had, oh, I, I was really busy that year. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And also I like the idea of, um, just posting something that you want to remember, uh -huh. um, as, as, and having it a, pl a place for it. That's when I started blogging a long, long time ago. That was the original thing. I was the only, I think I was the only person looking at it. I was surprised when I got a comment on it because mm -hmm. I would do things like, uh, um, and I mean, way back in the day I was doing, I was trying to, I had some like tricks with clear case, like some weird mm -hmm. command, uh, command sequences that I wanted to remember. And I would just, I almost using it almost like people use Twitter now. I'm just, I want to remember this. So I'm going to write it down and mm -hmm. I can look it up later. Um, uh -huh. yeah, actually that's the problem with Twitter. You can't really look it up later. Yeah. So, searches. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so writing for yourself is a great way to just start writing and it doesn't, you don't have to care. I love the idea of like, I'm not doing this for somebody else. I'm doing it for me. Yeah. Uh, but it's not secret. It's out in the public. So people can uh -huh. look at it if they want. Um, yeah. and sometimes I just uh, have fun writing. So I want to write a whole bunch and then other times exactly. something a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing. And, you know, I am the primary audience of my site, uh, but I do share it publicly a, because 
of the way my particular brain wiring and responsibility thing. If I have it out there, I won't lose, I'll, I'll make sure I don't lose it. Uh, as opposed to my many notebooks that I couldn't possibly tell you where they were. Uh, so that's one part. And then the other part is, you know, some of this could be useful to other people, you know, and it, and it has been to, to my delight and surprise. It's, it's, it's not a busy site, but it gets steady traffic and people, you know, about a thousand people a month, you know, it's good enough. Nice. Yeah. It's not nothing. It, it's not nothing. Exactly. And it, you know, it's been pretty, pretty stable during most of the time. Uh, and every once in a great while I get a, a tweet or an email, uh, from somebody who's like, yeah, that, that, oh, post you wrote about drawing circular grids with Python. That was cool. That helped me in class. I'm like, awesome. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's great. Um, so you, you brought up that you kind of did it, you do do this partly to chase the shiny object or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. learn new technologies and stuff. Have you had any, um, learnings from the experience that you didn't expect, like some ex- unexpected benefits? Well, yeah. Uh, a lot of the, you know, for, for one thing, a lot of it is like organizational, like, like I mentioned, you know, the, the fact of having it out there online somehow clicked a responsibility thing in my brain, uh, you know, so to, to take care of it and to make sure that it doesn't get too broken. Uh, so that's been, that was an unexpected benefit because I mean, it was it started out as just a playground, uh, as you, as you play with, you know, some additional stuff is just seeing common threads. It's sort of like, you know, when you learn one musical instrument, it, it, you, it gives you a foundation to learn more. And as you learn to play more, you get to see, you, you understand more of the common, you know, the commonalities. And it's the same thing with static site generators. They have a, uh, pretty stable flow. Like, you know, they, they do get fancier, but the basic idea is you have some source text that's not a website. And then you do some stuff and then you have a website, uh, and seeing how different, uh, different languages, different teams and, and individuals, uh, work through that simple, you know, uh, processing flow is, is really enlightening. You know, the, the things that are obvious in say Jekyll, which is written in Ruby are basically impossible in Hugo, but the things, the flexibility that, you know, that Hugo offers in its weird to me, go based templating syntax is so much more powerful than you would expect. And, you know, gives you some, a a lot of toys that you don't have in say 11D where the idea is to take advantage of the huge JavaScript ecosystem to build exactly the website you want. Yeah. So they're just all these different ways to basically say the same thing fascinates me. Actually, it's interesting you bring that up because I never thought of a blog as a, as a, a way to learn these sorts of skills. Um, the, like going from trying to get all my uh, content or the con so trying to get the content off of the WordPress site, mm-hmm. um, there's a way to do that. There's scripts that get in something that's almost good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going through and like making sure that the, that actually works and, and converting to a different site, even, even not WordPress to something else, but even a Markdown site going from mm-hmm. like, um, uh, Hugo to Jekyll or to 11D or uh, vice versa, 
you'll run <laughs> into issues. It's not going to work just out of the box. Well, probably. Uh, no, it never has. It, it, it is. Uh, and, and actually the worst is how often it's come through without complaint. And then like six months later, I load up the website and I'm looking at, you know, a, you happen to glance at a 10 year old page and I see like this, this syntax that just shouldn't have made it through to the live site. And I'm like, ah. and incidentally, PyTest is fairly helpful for that kind of stuff. <laughs> Tell me more. Are you using PyTest for this? I have used PyTest and I'm going to be re-implementing it. So the basic idea is, uh, I go through whatever process to build the site. So when, when I was doing this for an extended period of time, site was, was generated by Hugo, uh, and it was le legacy issues even then, just because, you know, we're talking 15 to 20 year old content. And one of the biggest problems, uh, that anybody on the web will ever have to deal with is dead links. Uh, so yeah. I, yeah, uh, you know, uh, we're used to point to something in 2004 and it doesn't anymore. Uh, so what I would do is just with PyTest and beautiful soup, I would, the test was basically just to load up and parse all the HTML, find the links, split them out to local, uh, internal links within the site versus external links, because I wanted to cons always test my own links, uh, and but I didn't want to necessarily generate a whole bunch of bot traffic yeah. Yeah. testing every link on a 20 year old blog. So, uh, when the, uh, using Pi invoke to drive it. So when I had the, uh, an additional flag for ex to test the external, it would include, uh, the external links in the tests and it, so we've got the loaded. We've got that. We've got the links loaded. We've got them split up, and then it parameterizes. So uh, it uses a pytest mark parameterize to so that you can clearly see which uh, link from which file was bad, and yeah. So it's uh, you know <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, I've actually thought of doing that for for the conversion that I did, and just said I think this shouldn't be too hard, but I just don't want to do it right now. It's um, tedious. Yeah. Coming up with it is tedious. Again, you also, it's also hard because you know, it's going to need more work as soon as you run it because, <laughs> uh, it's like, yep, I found 350 broken links. Now I get to clean them all up. <laughs> yeah. For the internal stuff and for links coming into the site, that's one of the, the reasons, um, I, uh, uh, looked into uh, paying for analytics on Netlify is because uh -huh. they also report all your 404s. So you yeah. can, so you can see like, um, uh, the, the link, this link into your site, somebody tried and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, and it might be me that's linking to my own site and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so. it's really helpful on that kind. And I've got, you know, oh, and over on my side, I've kind of got two solutions for that. One is I'm really conservative. I, my, my uh, uploading ours is why well, I use the, the our sync to, to synchronize, to upload my changes. And although I have the urge to do a clean upload every time, like you'll clear out the site and just, I've decided way back just to not do that. So there are links that are not technically part of the, or there are pages that are not technically part of the site anymore, but they're still up. So they're not a 404. And if somebody clicks the home link, it'll take them back. 
And okay, yes, they could never get to that page again, except for however they got there in the first place. But you know, the content is there, you know, the <laughs> spending the time on archive.org, you know, it, it has become important to me to not to be too disruptive to a person's expectations of reality. Uh, <laughs> and then the second part is because I'm hosting on a BPS, uh, it's, it's patchy. So what I have been toying with, uh, recently is a script that pulls it, the only the last two weeks worth of logs are held on, on the, on the VPS I use. So like every week or so it grabs the latest logs, parses the results and uses rich to give me the ones that have the most 404s, you know, the, the, the rich console formatting library. Nice. And, and it gives you an opportunity to play with rich. But exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and that's you know, I mean, when I when I describe my site as a as a playground, I mean, I'm, I'm I am not kidding in any kind of way. It's like all those crazy, stupid, random things that I absolutely know not even to bother asking about at work. There's my website. You know. Right. So it's not it's not just your it's not just running the website or doing the 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 this which static site generator you're using or something it's um it's also things like you're saying if you do your own if you do your own log collection and log cleaning um, <laughs> then you know that's something that no most people don't have to do but you can learn some things or you that can play fun. with rich or something mm -hmm. um so that's nice like a whole um, workflow and and many random ideas that you think of like i i br briefly had an experiment where i was using my own site kind of for saving bookmarks and it was just a little bit of Python and some, um, uh, uh, yeah, I think I just went with the request library So actually like I would paste the link into the console and it would go, it would fetch the, uh, you know, the, the open graph uh, data from that page. And so you had a little cover image and things like that for the bookmark. And it was fun. You know? I've been stuck with it because it was also, you know, kind of, um, I, come up with other ways of book of doing bookmarks that I just don't really feel like putting on the website. So I haven't bought but I've left um, the bookmarks up. Oh, that's nice. I've actually thought about like keeping, uh, trying to jump, uh, have some sort of personal bookmarking system or something to, uh, mm -hmm. because, um, I don't do that. Um, and I, I just, I end up like doing normal bookmarks in my browser and then, then I can't share them between Firefox and Chrome or you can, but it doesn't really work mm -hmm. right. And then also there's stuff there from like decades ago that I don't yeah. use and I don't know, I don't know why I don't just delete it. I could just start, start fresh. I wish there was like a history thing of like, uh, in the book browser bookmark history of like, if I haven't clicked this in like a year, just mm -hmm. get rid of it. Um, yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's either a core feature of some niche browser or that there's an extension for it. Uh, oh, that's, that's probably good. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> but also, uh, other than, so for me, for browser bookmarks, I have like, I keep my, I have the bookmarks toolbar open with like work links as one folder, other crap. And that's it. You know, um, I. I had a huge, like, I still have, oh, I, in, in my file archives, I still have my bookmark.html exported from Netscape Navigator. And I think four of the links are still good. Uh, you know, and it was hundreds nice. of links carefully yeah. nurtured. 
Yeah. Well, so on my work, on my work laptop, I definitely, um, I've got one folder that's just BKO for my huh. personal stuff. Uh, because, uh, because I've had the experience of having like a top level bookmark thing and doing a presentation and going to do a demo and, uh, you know, having a link to like, you know, uh, antique rabbits or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. what is that about? I don't want to talk about it during the presentation. I collect yeah. rabbits, but that's not relevant to this. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway. Like my, my bookmarks toolbar is actually, it's, it's like a half a dozen and some of them have been added automatically. I can see. So there's going to be doing some cleaning up as soon as we're done talking here, but yeah, <laughs> they're, they're kept as, as vanilla as possible. And it's because saying Shang screenshots, uh, working remote. So, you know, your computer is my computer sometimes. So I want to make sure that there's not too, uh, off key, off color, uh, that's readily visible. <laughs> nice. Um, also, uh, one of the things looking around, I, uh, it looks like, and it looks like talking to you, you're not planning on stopping this anytime too soon. You're going to keep doing mm-hmm. this for a while. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, any advice for other people to, if they, if they're still, I mean, I met, I just uh, sort of assume everybody's got a blog, but a lot of people don't now. Or, so yeah. it couldn't, it didn't necessarily have to be a blog if you don't want to do it out in the open, but that's just right. having a long running useful thing for yourself. That's actually, yeah. And I was just thinking about that. Good. Like, yeah. um, I, I've tried small scale spot projects just like GitHub and put them up on repos, things that I just wanted to play it out. But if it's too mm-hmm. much of a toy project, if it's a toy project so much that it's not even useful to me, I don't uh-huh. keep it up. But, um, no. uh, but having like, I've got a little, a uh, little project called cards that I used for testing out testing practices. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm trying to use it myself and I'm coming up with features that I am like, I don't know how to do this, but I want to do I want to have this feature. Um, and having some sort of dog fooding aspect to a side project helps it stay live. I think so. It does anything that can kind of keep eyes on it, you know, keep, keep your eyes on it. It's going to, it's going to help keep project going. And for me, it's the, the constant urge to putter, uh, you know, uh, and having the website to, to focus it on, you know, uh, and you know, for others, it's like actually using the tool, uh, you know, that you're working on. It's, it's a similar kind of concept and, you know, like advice that I would have you know, for somebody vaguely curious, it's, it's like, first off, you, you don't need to do any big, you don't, you know, fight the urge to do big planning, to make it a big epic project. You know, if, <laughs> if what you want is a blog, it's okay to have that blog on WordPress. You know, if all you want to do is just post the things that you're thinking about, but I, then WordPress is great. Uh, personally, on the PHP side, I prefer a, a different framework called Statamic. Uh, Statamic. Anyways, it's built with Laravel. It's really nice. It's kind of like, to my mind, it's like what WordPress would look like if they thought of it today. Um, and, yeah. but, but again, you know, but if you like to putter and if you like to play around, then absolutely explore. Uh, you explore the static site, uh, site generators that are out there. There's this, uh, jamstack.com, I, I think is the link. Uh, they have a list of the many, many options that are out there. And, <laughs> you know, you can just try a couple of them out. You 
just for your own random things. You can host them for free on, on Netlify. Even though I only have one site, I do have a couple iterations of that site on Netlify as I tried uh, some of these different uh, uh, site generators like uh, Astro, which is another Node.js based one. And it, you can share it or not share it. It's up to you. It's the the barrier to entry is is pretty low. Uh, you know, when you were 20 something years ago, you had to go through, a, a you know, some kind of a, a web provider you, yeah. that you paid a host that you paid money to. You don't have to do that today. Netlify can host for you. GitHub pages, uh, can host for you. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I like the self or not self-hosted. I I've done that too, but not kick Comcast gets mad. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, but you know, you can go through a, a host, but that you give money to, but you don't have to, you know, so just consider it an, an experiment. And if it catches you, that's fantastic. Uh, keep playing. I, I've been puttering at this for 20 ish years and I will hope to be basically until I can, as long as I can keep typing, I'm going to keep puttering on my site. Um, and, but if it doesn't catch you, that's okay. You know, yeah. There's, there's, there's no big, there's no big shame. It's just, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not your group and that's totally okay. Right. The, one of the things about having a project, like either, either a static site to, to write things down, um, mm -hmm. and, or, or like you said, even a, a WordPress site, I had WordPress for a long time because I just wanted, I just wanted it right away and I didn't want to think about it too much. Uh -huh. Um, and, uh, but anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm using Netlify, not because it's some, I, I like it, Netlify, but it's, but they're not sponsoring this episode, right, um, right. but, uh, but GitHub pages, I tried to do it. And honestly, I tried like three times and couldn't get it to work. So, um, I'm, I'm just, cause Netlify was easier for me. Uh, so yeah. for me that worked. Yeah. The, the other thing I want to say is a lot of people get, they like learn about a shiny new thing. They'll like read, like read a book on, uh, on go or mm -hmm. on uh, Python or something and they don't do anything with it. So that stuff's just, it's just going to leave. And I was there for a long yeah. time and the stuff that I learned and did something with it, even if it was just a simple toy project, mm -hmm. and especially the things that I wrote about, I remember, I remember that yeah. stuff. Uh, so yeah. it, sinks in yeah I, uh, absolutely i po was poking around random geekery and i also see that you draw is that yeah true? yeah drawing knitting you know i have multiple hyper focus hyper fixations yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay um yeah. i i've never tried knitting uh way a long time ago i tried needlepoint but i just don't have the hands for it um <laughs> But the, yeah. uh, your drawing stuff's pretty cool. And you even like, you even have a, uh, like a society six page. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, well, I think, I think I still, it still exists whether the link works or not. I, I told, like I said, I need to re-implement that pie test, uh, flow I was telling you about, uh, on the front page, uh, of random geekery, I have, uh, H card, my little profile thing. Uh, uh, that's a indie web thing, which we can talk about more if you like, but there uh, also should be links out to the uh, store, to the two storefronts I actually kind of pay attention to. And it's not big things. So it's just, you know, shirts, mugs, et cetera, uh, of some of 
the cuter drawings that I've done and some of my um, uh, symmetry work. Uh, And, you know, so it kind of puts a little lie to the, for no, uh, you know, no profit whatsoever. Although no, there's, there actually has been no profit whatsoever. I think, (laughs) um, the, uh, design by human store has bought me three pizzas, uh, in the last three years. And I actually got a, a couple of pizzas uh, off of the, the other one. Threadless. No, for threadless. Yeah. The other, they, they, they got pretty good workout. And, and I get 14 cents a month off for, off a of Libra pay. I'm sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. It reminds me when I, so when I had the uh, WordPress site, I'm like, I'm getting some decent traffic. I'm going to put ads up mm-hmm. and I would get like, checks for a dollar 23 and yeah. stuff like that. And I'm like, this is, this is not worth it. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not doing yep. this anymore. So the, that was the, that was the beginning of the, of the gun of the Google honeymoon for me was, uh, you know, I, I tried the Google ads, uh, way back and, and uh, again, low, but not zero traffic. And it took about two and a half years to get a check and it was a hundred dollars. That was a nice check. But I was thinking about like how much that's how often that slowed down loading my simple static page, you know, getting the ad. I was just, it's just, this is absolutely not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So yeah. So away went the Google ads and eventually away went the Google analytics and it was just, yeah. So, um, I guess, uh, thanks for talking to me about your, uh, your side project. Um, Oh, sure. I do have one other, one last thought to mention specifically on the, uh, the static site generator as a learning tool, uh, my okay. coworker and my coworker and friend, John Anderson, uh, did a talk a few years back. I don't, he might bring it again, but the idea has it's learn a new language by writing a static site generator in it. And, uh, there's a link, uh, I think in, in the, in the notes that I sent you, I should have a link to, uh, the slides for that. And it's, it's not the talk itself, which I, I have not yet found, uh, but the slides themselves, they get you the gist and it's, it explains, it does a great idea of explaining what a static site generator is. And then some things, you know, the things you could do to go again from that play, some plain text, that's not a website to a website. And, huh. uh, I reference that I go back and reference, uh, that slide, that slide set pretty frequently, actually. Because the, um, the final form for the person who hosts, who, who uses a static site generator to, to build their website, the final form uh, of that is to implement your own static site generator. So I, I know it's inevitable. I, you know, I've done it, <laughs> I've done it once. It's going to happen again, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I remember when I thought, uh, um, how hard can it be to write your own, uh, test framework um (laughs) so i wrote something kind of you know something along the lines of unit test or pytest because Mm -hmm. i'm like it's just introspection i can look at files and find the tests and then run those and say whether it passed or failed and sure enough the very simple bare bones uh implementation Mm -hmm. is uh not too hard a couple days you can get that done but it's all of the features that you want later, you're like, well, wouldn't it be cool if it did this also? And it blows up yeah. and it was not very many months before I thought, 
I don't want to support this anymore. I'd rather <laughs> use an off the shelf thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but also, I mean, that, that attempt also makes you, uh, more humble in your complaints towards other tools. So, oh, yeah. um, trying to do it yourself, you might go, why is this so complicated in Hugo or in Jekyll? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's probably the best they could come up with for the API that they needed or had, or the d information they have without making it worse. So, yeah. um, it can always and be better, but these are open source things. So if you want it, make it better, make it better. You absolutely can. Yeah. And, and remember that, you know, that each, every, every one of these tools, uh, bears the mark of their creator. You know, they're the very clear philosophical differences between each of these tools and, you know, which you wouldn't expect for like turning my mark down into HTML, but there's, you know, with, with with go, uh, with, with Hugo, with, with, uh, Zola, which is in rust with 11 D Gatsby, there's all these really significantly different ways to say the exact same thing. Uh, and yeah, uh, it's yeah. fun and trying it yourself does teach you or can, depending on how you receptive you are to it, it can teach you some context and possibly some humility. Uh, so I, I started with plenty of that, so I don't didn't really need any more, right? I think, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, okay. uh, yeah, it's, well, it's we're, we've got a whole bunch of links here. We can, we talked about a whole bunch of things. I'll probably forget some, but we'll put a bunch of these in the show notes and okay. it'll be great. So thanks a lot. And we'll talk Thank to you. Later. Likewise. It was great. Thank you very much. Thanks Brian for that fun talk. Thanks, Rollbar. With Rollbar, developers deploy better software faster. Learn more at rollbar.com. There are tons of links from this episode at testingcode.com slash 191. Thanks for listening.